Welcome to the seventh episode of Online Theatre Collaborative, Innovations in Digital Theatre. I'm Neil Wexler, a playwright and filmmaker from Buffalo, New York. I'm very lucky to be here today with Matteo Esposito, a Canadian playwright with autism. He wrote Sorting It Out, a play about someone's ignorance towards a person with autism. I saw the reading, Matteo, by Online Play Reading Group, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Neil. I appreciate that. The play was based on a real-life experience? Yes, Neil. The experience happened in Oakville, Ontario, Canada, and it was a shame that the guy did that to me, but it's all good because right now we can take it into a great piece of theater. So we can turn a bad experience and teach other people. I'm very happy with it, very happy with the outcome. By the time this podcast goes out, it will have had another online reading, this one by Burl Oak Theater Group. Yes, Neil. Yes, absolutely. Great company and great director. I'm very happy that they took it on. And did I hear that it might get a tour of New York City high schools? That is our hope, Neil. We don't know the venue in New York, off-off Broadway, and a school tour. Very, very excited. You know, everybody dreams about, oh, Broadway or New York. But once it actually happens, like, you, like I'm 23 now. And the thing is, as a kid, at grade 6, 7, 8, I always dreamed about going to New York. And I'm so excited. Like, who gets that, <laughs> you know? It's wonderful. And you're currently studying theater at Sheridan College, is that correct? I am. I'm doing technical theater, but my main love is set design. I'm not only the playwright, but I'm also the set designer. Very cool. And what are your thoughts on online theater? Well, I think, Neil, honestly, online theater is a pretty good resource. And also, you can do really cool things with online theater that you really you can't do on stage. And you can do things on stage that you can't really do online. We did my play online. And... The experience was amazing. The actors were so eager and hungry. I, I love both online or, or live, and I'm there. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Really cool medium, I think. What are some of those things that you can't do on stage that you can do online? Well, online we can make backdrop, but on stage you can get the backdrop, but the audience might not see all the little details. For example, we have my place, sorting it out. All the sets are in puzzle pieces. On stage, if you look seven feet away, 25 feet away, you cannot see the little puzzle pieces on stage. But online, you can see all the little details of the backdrops and everything. So that's cool. I think it's always good to see theater up close and from afar as well. So, yeah. That's an excellent point, the value of seeing something up close and from afar. There was an article about you recently in the Hamilton Spectator, and in it you mentioned David Mamet. Is he one of your influences? He wrote Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which is a fabulous play. I'm, like I say, I'm not really into David Mamet. I want to create new works that pertain to autism and everything. My play talks about autism and a, dis a disability. There's very few playwrights that talk, who have a disability, quote unquote, have a disability, and who write plays about disability, you know? I'm very proud of my work, and I'm very proud. Like, I believe that I'm not at his caliber. But I believe that I can create something special. Or any playwright, I believe that we can focus on our own work and try to nurture our own capabilities, you know? Absolutely. You're 23 years old, Matteo. You're a young guy. You're way ahead of the game. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate you saying that. I wish other people could say comments like that. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. It's awesome to hear. Thank you. Well, that's true. I also saw that you were an autism consultant on a production of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. 
Thank you for mentioning that. That is with Pine Tree Players, and that's actually coming up in a few weeks. So thank you for mentioning that. I am the autism consultant with Pine Tree Players, and they are a fabulous company. They took me in with open arms and everything in Alberta. So I do it all online. So they actually had the theater and taped it. I believe it looks cool. But like I said, being with autism, you get, I guess, special perks, you know, being autism consultant, writing from a different perspective, getting a faster ticket to the movies, you know, with the disability pass. You know what I mean? So, but I, I, all kidding and comes aside, you know, having a disability is, is a truly unique and wonderful experience, but it also has some downsides as well. Like, to be honest with you, I really didn't want to have a disability. I didn't really want to have it. But I guess the odds are turning out that it's okay. I'm okay. And it's okay to have, it's okay to be different, I think. And I think being different is unique. And I think being different is special. So that's what I think, yeah. Absolutely. I was dramaturg on a production of The Curious Incident of The Dog in the Nighttime. And one of the questions the director and I discussed was how representative the play was of someone with autism. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'll say no, because they say a boy with behavioral difficulties. Just say that he has autism, like, come on. Like we're in the 21st century. We don't need to hide behind a curtain. You know, we don't need to hide behind a curtain. We are out there, we are here to stay. And I think that's that's my message to anybody who's listening, is that we are here to stay. Downs, autism, cerebral, whatever the heck you want to call it, mental health issues, we are here to stay. We are not gonna be leaving. For me, personally, to say that he's a kid with behavioral difficulties, does he have mental health issues or does he have autism? Just probably say he has Asperger's autism or any kind of autism. In my play, there's a line that says, Ed, I have autism, and we promptly state it. Yeah. Curious does not, and I don't like that. That's an interesting point. So you think the behaviors in the play were representative. What bothered you is that the writer wasn't more specific. Exactly, like Simon Steffens, who wrote the play, and Mark Hatton didn't do, to me, didn't do a good job, and I'm not trying to be rude. Well, you said the behaviors were great, but they didn't mention autism. And at the end, there's a famous line that says, can I do anything? And the person should have said, yes. Don't leave them in the dark. It's a yes for me. If I wanted to go to the moon, I could. But, I, but I'm lucky I shall see it, of course. But you know what I mean? As disabilities, we have the same rights and responsibilities as everybody else. It's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? I love hearing your perspective on this. As a writer, do you have a particular process where you get your inspiration? So it could come from anywhere, with the bathroom, I don't know. Like you could get an inspiration from the bathroom while you're sitting on the john, I don't know. But you know what I mean. What I mean by that is inspiration could come from anywhere. So another play that I wrote, it was rot. Not rotted as in rotten vegetables, no. But plays are rot as in they are rewritten. So from a draft, I took it and I rewrote the script. And now it's going to be played in the fall in Toronto live, hopefully live in Toronto. It's a great company called Copper Hemlock Theater. They, it's their inaugural season and I got in with one act play called The Mix Up. And it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. But that play was a draft. Turning it out was not. I heard from one guy that he said a lot of people write plays, but what you do with them is the next step. A lot of people don't want to get them out there or they're afraid to get them out there. 
Well, just get them out there. You know, that's what I'm going to say. Just get them out there. Well, first, congratulations on the upcoming production in Toronto. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. If you had to summarize your advice to writers, what would it be? Believe in yourself and work hard because a lot of people don't believe in themselves and work hard. Another thing is be honest with your work and be honest with your audience. If you don't think that it's good enough, workshop it. If the workshop doesn't think that you're good enough, workshop it again and so on and so forth. But be honest, say this won't work and stage it, do a play, do a play reading with your friends if you want to do it on Zoom, if that makes any sense. If you are honest with the audience and and yourself, a lot of people will want to come to the plays or musicals that you put on. So be honest and of course, believe in yourself. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Are there any final words you'd like to share? Uh, yes, if you are in New York in November, please come and see Sorting It Out. Sorting It Out has been a rewarding project for me and I hope people can learn from it and learn actually from this podcast. Thank you for doing what you do actually, because a lot of people would love to hear other people, especially from different diverse cultures and different diverse backgrounds with ableism and disabilities and all that. What life is like having a disability and pursuing art, so thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so happy we were able to have this conversation. Me too, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you.